Alright, how's it going tonight? We are Run the Real, featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we have finally made it out of our uh, Star Wars category. That took so long. We'll be back in it for episode 9. No. <laughs> Ooh, I have a confession. I read some leaks for episode 9. What? Yeah, but they were very questionable leaks. No spoilers. Well, we'll get there when we get yeah. there. I'm not going to spoil nothing. Because we got a treat for you tonight, I guess. Ah, oh, yeah. We fell from the stars and crashed onto Earth, much like another creature. One could say a critter. <laughs> yeah, a little background before I say the name of this movie. We were in Best Buy. <laughs> Dan, Terry, and I were in Best Buy. And I see... Dan and Terry standing and giggling like little girls. <laughs> so I come over and see what's going on. They point at this movie and say, Mike, don't you want to watch this? And it's freaking Critters Attack. Go look at the IMDb like thumbnail for this. And this was what was on a Blu-ray at Best Buy. It was on a Blu-ray? Yes, this was on Blu-ray. I don't remember what I said, but it was probably something like, that looks dumb. Yet here we are. <laughs> Yeah, Dan was like, if we get a request, can we watch it? And then Dan's wife walks up and goes, I request you watch it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we were like, there was like a coup or something last time we uh, were picking out this thing. If I recall correctly, Bad Mike was indisposed. And then TV's like, it seems we have a request for a... Critters attack. Hmm. What is this one? I don't know. I'm going to look this up. What is this? And I was like, hmm, I've never heard of that. She went through the proper sources. She messaged us. She contacted us on Facebook. An official request. Really? All that work for this movie? (laughs) She did. She got to watch it with me, too. This is where she decided to put all of her eggs. And then she requested stuff she actually wanted to watch afterwards. But <laughs> Go look at the, uh, the IMDb, you know, just thumbnail for this, because it's, it's pretty goofy. I'd never heard of Critters before, but we watched Critters Attack. This is the fifth movie in the series. Apparently, they've been going since, oh, where is it at? Critters 1 was 1986, and somehow I've never heard of these things before. This was released in 2019. It was directed by Bobby Miller. And it was written by Scott Lobdell. I know this guy, actually. Not personally, but I know of him. He's written like X-Men. He did like New 52 Teen Titans and New 52 Red Hood, I think. He also wrote for the Happy Death Day movies. Oh, really? Yep. That's kind of interesting. Cool. This movie has a 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. It does not have a meta score on here. So I'm assuming it doesn't exist. On Rotten Tomatoes, somehow this has a 44% tomato meter, which is higher than Kangaroo Jack for some reason. I'm okay with this one. I actually think this is higher than The Last Jedi (laughs) 2. Okay, well, maybe I'm okay with that. That's funny. It currently has no audience score. It says it's coming soon. I, I I don't know if it's actually coming soon. I don't know how many people have seen this. Actually, I don't think very many. IMDb, it has 1,234 ratings for the user thing. So the other Critter movies are, like the original one is set in space, right? No. The original one, the Critters come down to Earth and like a bounty hunter's after them and the Critters are like doing stuff. 
It's a gremlin's ripoff is what it is. Anyways, in Critters Attack, it is in the present day, and we are introduced to this uh, main character girl named Drea. She's got a brother. She wants to get into college, which is a very, you know, contention point for this movie. There's a lot of character development that happens around this thing. Yeah, that's the whole theme. She has some trouble doing it, but she takes up a babysitting job to get a shot at the history teacher who sits on the admissions board, so she's trying to, like, butter up there. And somehow, like, these critters come down to Earth, and then they go hiking in the woods, and they find a critter. This is going on very long. <laughs> this is a very long synopsis you've got this time for Critters Attack. Yeah, you're really going in detail for this one. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think. Well, anyway, so these little furball things show up and they start eating people and they roll around and literally roll around. <laughs> yeah, there's one with like a damaged eye. Yeah, he's like the leader. <laughs> there's a lady who shows up with like a painted Nerf gun. <laughs> it is a painted Nerf gun. And then there's like one good critter who's like named Bianca and she's nice. And the the history teacher's kids are with them on this journey. I don't even remember what they were doing. Like, what were they going to do? They went for a picnic, which turned into a hike, I think. Then they found a wild beast. Let's keep it, because that's what you do with wild beasts you find. And just dump all of our very fancy Tupperware in the woods. Yeah, I don't know why they brought all that Tupperware with them. Let's litter, that way we can steal a wild animal. It was injured, what can I say, you know? And it was so cute, kind of. It was kind of weird looking. All I gotta say, guys, is aliens are real, man. They're here. <laughs> They're among us. And they take the form of fuzzy furballs. I go home at night and I talk to everybody about aliens. Everybody I meet, the first thing I bring up is aliens. Oh, I mean, what are you gonna do whenever you're a 12-year-old boy who looks like he's 22, I mean? <laughs> exactly. If you can't tell, listeners, because you haven't <laughs> watched the movie... There's a kid in here whose entire character is that he believes in aliens, and he brings it up at the worst times. <laughs> Every time he talks, I'm pretty sure he says something about an alien. Either that, or he's nervous about talking to the girl that they're babysitting. Yeah, he's got the hots for One of the worst things. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, shut the hell up, you kid. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much sums up my reaction every time anybody spoke in this movie. <laughs> What'd you guys think of this? We're already getting into it. Man, what a horrendous collection of pixels arranged <laughs> into poorly framed pictures vomited at me at 30 agonizing frames a second. Wow. I'm gonna stop you right there because you know what's awesome about this movie? The Critters. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. They're practical effects, and they're so goofy, but they're so cool at the same time. It's awesome. I do suspect that all their budget went into these little puppets. <laughs> it's like two completely different movies. And it's it's so awesome. Like, everything with the Critters is great. I, just, I wish the whole thing would have just been <laughs> the Critters doing weird stuff, and there's like... The only human characters are the ones who get eaten. They were so fun. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> laughing and like rolling around yeah. in the dirt. They got such charm. The leader has 
two scenes all to himself where he does maniacal laughs at the main (laughs) cast. It's so funny. Yeah, I love the critters in this movie. Why couldn't we have just had a 20-minute compilation of all the critters' scenes and just skipped on the other hour and 10 minutes of the movie? That would have been much better, because, I mean, yeah, I don't care at all about these other characters. They're so stupid. I gotta say, like, having not seen American Psycho 2, this might be the second worst dialogue I have ever heard in my entire life. The worst dialogue being written by an Italian guy who didn't speak English. (laughs) Italian woman. Italian woman wrote that. Oh, pardon me. (laughs) Oh, troll too. I I kind of agree. When you got a whole kid whose entire dialogue is... (laughs) aliens are real man and you'd think it's funny but it's not funny (laughs) yeah it could be funny but the actors aren't that great no they're all bad (laughs) yeah that's not the strong suit of this movie at all drea and her brother right they're like orphans and they live with their uncle right yep yep that's that is correct man that uncle comes across like a total creep (laughs) he does (laughs) he's like leaning in her window being like wait drea you can't drive away just yet. I gotta give you some advice. And his advice was so weird, too. Like, it was like, you can go to any college you want, except for the college that you applied for and got rejected to. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to say here? It was very strange. It's weird. I feel like the the filmmakers had something against college, because they make going to college out to be a terrible thing. The super weird subplot of the movie. She fights with her friend who's like in the college and they just like let into each other. And our main character, Dre, is just like, no, you got into the college I wanted into and left me behind. What a horrid scene that is. Her friend's like, I got you a job. And Drea's like, well, screw you. I don't need your fancy job. Who needs money? To be fair, the job was babysitting. I don't know. My sister is applying to be a professional nanny. Okay, but it wasn't being a professional nanny. I was watching him for one night. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this wasn't like a full-time gig. It was a one chance to babysit these kids. <laughs> oh, I thought she like quit her sushi job to go babysit forever. No, no. No, she did it on her day off. She thought she was going to be getting like an assistant position or something, but what it turned out to be was a babysitting position. This, this movie has some weird tones. So when the critters come out, it's very Zombievers, B-movie, what what you want. And then the rest of it is like an indie Christian Hallmarky feel to it that's like humble at times. And then has like the big character development parts of like the college thing. If you call it character development, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not good. But that stuff takes precedence so much more over the fun stuff that people are actually here to see. And it's just annoying to watch. I I thought actually the critters were in it quite a bit for what this movie was, honestly. Like, it seems like every other sequence, the critters were up to something. Yeah. Maybe it just seems like it drags to me. And everything but the critters, which it does. We needed less of the characters and more of the critters. I will say I'll give them props for trying, though. You know, I can see kind of where they're going. Like, you know, you can make it on your own. You don't need to be waiting for someone to to save you kind of thing. I think that's kind of what the theme was of this movie, but 
they just don't do a very good job of <laughs> giving you that. <laughs> Not at all. This is like the perfect. Terry's had a few beers on a Saturday night and he's perusing Amazon Prime <laughs> and he finds something and he decides, I'm going to watch this. This was like, <laughs> this hit that sweet spot for me. There's just something like kind of dumb, obviously very low budget, but I found it pretty entertaining. I mean, would few beers, Terry, not just watch the original Critters? Why does it? Why this one? I'll say this. After watching this movie, I'm like, I do really want to watch the first Critters now. Like, it sold me on that, so it did something right. I want to see it, too. Oh, yeah. Mad Mike <laughs> did send me a gif of the original at work the other day, and I was like, wow. That was significantly more intriguing in four seconds than the entire film i just watched <laughs> apparently this is the only one rated r i did like the yell yeah, the blood and stuff whenever they chomp somebody so brutal i love how happy they were while they were chomping yeah they love it and they like planted eggs in their bellies that was disgusting oh my god <laughs> that was nasty that was really good effects i gotta say pretty sure it was like 30 percent of the budget for that one scene oh yeah yeah all the budget for this movie definitely went to the critters themselves and they actually look really good they do yeah the rolling is really impressive for a practical effect hilarious but impressive <laughs> it's it's so funny but like with the with the one when they're stocking the park rangers the guy's in the shower and he tries to get his lupa but he grabs the critter and he's just wiping his head and the critter's like he just bites his face off. <laughs> so funny. I didn't know that they all had appendages for the longest time. I thought it was just the the leader had arms and legs. <laughs> Everybody else is in the larval state. <laughs> yeah, which made it even funnier. <laughs> I'm pretty okay with almost everything in this movie except the main, was it five people or is it four people? It's four people, right? Yeah, who knows? Mostly four. Except those main four, they're so, like, boring and dumb compared to everything else. Like, I loved Chef in this movie. Chef was good. He had, like, five lines, but then he came outside with his sushi knives and he, like, immediately cut a critter in half. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like the college jock guy who, uh, he's like, I'll go get the keys. Just <laughs> yeah. rips his shirt off. That was so weird. <laughs> His shirt was so uncomfortably tight on his body. like He had to show off. It was so thin. It wasn't even a shirt. He was the most ripped guy they could pay to get on this. <laughs> I feel like with the college jock and the chef, they were... Obviously, they were making fun of those like caricatures, and I feel like they should have just done that with everybody in this film. Like, Don't try and make a nice story that's going to inspire me. Just make a bunch of caricatures of stereotypes and have them interact with each other because that would be <laughs> much more interesting than what we got. Yeah, I mean, you look at other movies that do that, like Zombievers. Those are also, you know, stereotypical college like characters. You have all the girls who just go skinny dipping in the middle of like a forest and then the jocks show up and things happen between them <laughs> before <laughs> they get eaten. That always happens in these kind of like B movies. They just have like a set formula kind of where you look at the Jason movies and stuff like that. It's like if you have sex, you die. And it's weird because this movie does like a be nice to people, you know, humble kind of uh, good message on the side instead of what I feel like it should have done was the B movie approach. 
Yeah, you don't hear people asking for <laughs> that in a movie very often. But um, yeah, I feel like they wanted to try and do something different with the characters, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, I feel like they're going for like a, a Stranger Thingsy kind of vibe, I think, a little bit, is what they're trying to do with like all the kids against some crazy weird alien thing. I feel like that's what they're going for with like the synth wave stuff playing, but yeah, it just doesn't get anywhere close. You gotta get people who can act <laughs> if you want to do that. I feel like that's what, like, ruined it, was trying to go for that Stranger Things Goonies vibe. Because, like, their uncle gets murdered, and now they're like, they don't have anybody now. Their parents are dead, their uncle's dead. Like, imagine the Goonies, right? Like, if their parents had showed up on the adventure somewhere, and all of their parents had been murdered, it would not be a fun movie anymore. They don't need them anymore. They're at the end, they like took on an army of critters with just things found in the track shed. Yeah, it was like the critters apocalypse going on outside. They survived. It kind of like, I didn't like that scene because it really cheapens the critters <laughs> when it's like, oh, they can just use whatever they've got to kill these things. It's like, really? Come on. I know they're kind of a joke, but still. Yeah, it's just they killed, like, everyone else in the town, supposedly. Yeah, because the big old ball of them just comes rolling. I was not expecting that. Like, when the jock went running out to go get the bagpipes or whatever, I like, I figured something was going to happen. But when he came running back, this giant ball <laughs> of critters is following him. I was like, all right, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> they just roll over them and just devour them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the whole like scene when Chef comes outside. I was like, I can tell they're like trying to make it like all apocalyptic, but it kind of really shows what their budget was because there's like two people in the whole town. <laughs> they're getting eaten outside, and it's like eh, this town should probably be in more chaos than this, but. I do understand the budget limitations they probably had with this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that so much. It's just the characters and like none of the the kids like even care that the uncle dies. Like he dies and then they just move on and there's no remorse or nothing. <laughs> they don't even bring it back up. It's like okay, I guess <laughs> yeah, he doesn't matter at all. They didn't like him much, anyways. I mean he. When they took the alien to him, he didn't take one second to look in the bag and instead just was like, you guys are dumb. Yeah, why not that be your first line of proof? Because weren't they trying to show him a photograph? And then it's like, why don't you just show him the one you have in your backpack? Yeah, exactly. And they could have done that multiple times, too. It's so, so stupid. Why does he take the kid's phone in that scene? They're like, we want to show you a photo. And then he just takes the phone. He's like, give me that. And doesn't even look at it. He was drunk. That's true. He was drunk. He does drink whiskey. Like He has got a stash of whiskey in like every place he goes in this movie. Yes. Who would do something like that? <laughs> I, wow. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> they should have given him more whiskey stashes. Like every scene he's in, he just, <laughs> he just pulls whiskey out of somewhere. Like there's whiskey in the mailbox when he's talking to his niece or whatever when he's in the car just whoops out some whiskey from the glove compartment yeah that would have been funny like every scene he's talking and then like halfway through he just whoops out some whiskey from some random place like the uncle in silver bullet <laughs> have, have a critter get in his vehicle at 
right before he dies, right? And like he looks over and the critter's drinking his whiskey. Ooh, that'd be good. <laughs> See, now why didn't they call Dan to write this movie? They just need to make them all in the joke characters. It would have been so funny. <laughs> if they hadn't taken it as serious as they did with the characters. Which, to be fair, I don't think they took it that serious, but I think they needed to go a little bit farther in the jokey, yeah, rather than just kind of like normal characters. Have more fun with it instead of trying to tell some message that they don't even know what message they're trying to tell half the time anyways, so. Like, I think that the the uncle tries to tell us what the theme of the movie is, but then I'm like very conflicted and confused about what his <laughs> this theme is that he's trying to tell us. He's like, you can go anywhere you want. But also, it's about the people that you know sometimes. And it's like, hmm, okay. If you don't know no one, you're screwed. It must be like a weekend or like summer vacation or something. Because, yeah, there's no students on this campus at all either. <laughs> yeah. What kind of college campus has a gate like that? A secure one? Like, how many how many colleges campuses have you been to with like a gate? Come on. <laughs> one that has a forced character romance. <laughs> I did like that guy. The gatekeeper was the right amount of ridiculous. He just like busts out his bagpipes in the middle of this. Like he was a bad actor. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like his performance, but his actions were pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he has a mixtape. <laughs> he had a mixtape of his song. He recorded himself playing. And he <laughs> gave it to her, and it's so bad. <laughs> and then he gets eaten. And with the critters eating them, it's playing the bagpipes. (laughs) That was funny. I mean, I like the critter playing the bagpipe, but I feel bad that he got eaten, you know? I was hoping he'd come and save him at the end. They're just mean to that guy the whole movie, and then it turns out he was eaten, and they're like, eh. Yeah. I wanted wanted him to show up in his kilt just playing the bagpipes, and critters just exploding as he walks by. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. They needed to go farther with the directions they took the characters already. Like, just keep pushing them to the extremes. Yeah, and everybody is besides the main people. That's true, actually. They just needed to do it with the main people, too. Clearly, they could do it with these other people. I don't know what got into them who was like, we need to make our main group humble and have a good message. I've been doing some reading up on this, like the production of this, right? So the director, he's like an art house, like Sundance dude. And this movie was for sci-fi and Warner Brothers home video. But he's known for like blending genres and breaking genre stereotypes. So I can't help but wonder if he wrote this or like, you know, started directing and was like, I'm gonna like break the horror comedy genre. But then sci-fi was like, well, here's $500. We'll see you next month with a finished movie. (laughs) Here's your budget. Yeah. (laughs) That is interesting. I bet you that's what he was trying to do. Which, Yeah, because I can see the skeleton of what they're going for, for sure. But it's just that, yeah, the acting isn't quite there. The characters aren't quite there. But I bet you that's what... You're probably right. Good old sci-fi making... I can't even sarcastically say great movies. Never mind. Just kidding. They released Leprechaun Returns, and it was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize they got Critters, too. They're going to have, like, an anthology. Am I going to get to see Leprechaun versus the Critters? Because that would be amazing. That's why the old lady has to be called Aunt D, apparently. Well, because they didn't have rights to her character in the first movie. They didn't buy the rights to her character. <laughs> <laughs> From, like, what, the original Critters? Yeah, she's in, she's in the first movie, but as a different character. 
You know, yeah, me and Mike were talking while we watched it, and we're like, I bet you she's important. Like, I bet she was from one of the other movies. I was kind of hoping that, like, she'd come back, and it'd be night, and she walks in her house and starts petting her cat, and then turns the light on and finds out that what she's petting was a critter, and they ate all her cats. <laughs> I was like, that would have been pretty funny, too. Call to action for the next one. Yeah, they ate her cats. So now she must kill them all. <laughs> Maybe it'll be in the TV show that they're releasing. Oh, no. It's already out, I think. They made a TV show of Critters? Yeah. A new binge. It's not related to, like, I think the sequels. I think it's related to the first one, probably, but I'm not sure about any of the sequels. What'd you guys think of the <laughs> good Critter, the queen? She was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so, too. I don't get her stuff at all. <laughs> it reminded me of like uh the Predator, the new one. Yeah. Why is there one good one? Did it she escape? <laughs> then why is she the queen and why did the rest try to kill her? <laughs> if she's the critter queen. Now that is a valid question. Well and who lays the eggs? Does she lay the eggs or do all the other critters lay eggs? I think all the other critters lay the eggs. And if that's the case, why does she get to be the queen? Because she looks different. She has got like, hair highlights. <laughs> <laughs> and also she yeah. can like transform into like mega critter with her like elongated fingernails <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it was an interesting idea but also like i just like the goofy critters that ate people yeah i wonder if we're missing something because this is the fifth movie in the series you know no. <laughs> this is very possible you think, right? <laughs> i did like when she was slicing them down though that was kind of fun just like seeing the critters that get split in half they opened the door and then it's like six critters just poked their heads yeah. out yeah it was like a standoff it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird idea it must be yeah from the original ones it's gotta be yeah because the bounty hunter was looking for the queen and then they like find each other and then they team up instead of yeah fighting because they have the same goal in mind or something so i don't know i did like when they left the the house when the first critter showed up and they were like, what about Bianca? We have to get Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> and Ray's like, fine, I'll go do it. She goes in there and there's just like, one of the critters is like thrown up on and cut in pieces. <laughs> it's just been splatted, yeah. And it pans over to Bianca and she's like, hey, <laughs> hey. You know, like something out of Nintendo or something. Yeah. She looks like a Furby. She does look exactly like a Furby. Except with a big old monster mouth yeah that, that was funny too when they were naming her and <laughs> like they went with bianca of all things <laughs> like really okay i'd like to have they all just like forget that there's a critter in the trunk of the car when they're all running away and driving off or tried to drive off they just hop in there it's like do you guys forget that there's a maniacally laughing critter in the back of your truck i like when yeah there's like a thud and they're like what was that and then like it cuts to like the behind the car there's this huge hole in the trunk <laughs> crawled inside oh man the critter yeah like we keep talking about how much we love the critter scenes that was definitely yeah the best part of this movie you honestly don't even need the rest of the movie just watch like a cut of all the critters scenes on youtube and you're good <laughs> unless you want to hear a kid talk about aliens all every single line he has 
Or there's even a kid who doesn't talk till the very end, too. Yeah, all he does is text. He had the best job. I just got to stand around in this movie. Man, I'll act in a Critters movie if I just get to stare at my phone. You could be like Daisy Ridley. Her first credit, I think, was being a dead body in a movie. <laughs> wow, yes. good for her. Humble beginnings. I mean, hey, that's like the best, <laughs> the easiest money you're going to make. Just go lie on a table for a bit. That sounds nice. Go look at your phone. Don't talk. That's easy money, man. I, you can't fault anybody for that. <laughs> I'm officially putting in my application, Sci-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Contact us. I'll be a, a body slab, too. <laughs> you know, I don't have much else to say about this one. Was there music in this movie? Because I don't remember it if there was. Yeah, I like the music. Yeah, this, there was like synth wave. It was cool. Oh, man. It was really good for the critters. Sounds like they weren't. Want to hammer home some 80s, even though this isn't set in the 80s. Maybe they just forgot. Maybe they just forgot it was supposed to be in the 80s. Just make it in the 80s. The cars will cost less. Well, it might cost more, actually, to like clear out the block of all the cars that do appear in the like past 89. You're assuming they get nice cars and not just junk cars. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're just shooting on like somebody's front porch and like there's cars in people's driveways. <laughs> they're not it might cost too much to ask them to move their cars. That's true. I think it would actually cost them more money to send in the <laughs> That's probably true, TV. Well, do we want to hit overall presentation here? Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. So we got a scale. It goes from Burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give our spiel, and then we attempt to average it at the end. So let's see what we say, I guess. Oh, gosh. You know, the best part of this movie, we talked about it, is the critters. And if the critters weren't in this movie, it would be such a piece of trash that, I don't know. I did enjoy watching the critters, so I'm going to give this movie a pass instead of a burn it. I'm more interested to see, like, Critters 1, 2, and 3, maybe. Those sound like ones that I would enjoy a lot more than this one. Because the rest of the stuff in this movie is just so boring because it, it focuses on the main people so much who are just not interesting, and they're not the fun B-movie that I was expecting from this. So make your characters more B-movie. <laughs> Man, I, I, I really didn't like this movie. So I was watching it with my girlfriend, right? And I was like, babe, you enjoying this? And she was like, hmm, not really. And I was like, me either. So I shut it off. And I was like, why don't we enjoy our time together? Aww. And then I let her go to bed and took the bullet of finishing it alone. Wow. <laughs> what a noble man. Yeah. you know, I feel like the critters maybe total get like 30 minutes of screen time, which is a good bulk. But there's still another hour of film in there. And God, is it awful. I gotta burn this one, like, the, the the original, at least three, look pretty entertaining. I would say go watch those, and just forget this one exists. Burn it, and bury it deep somewhere in the backyard. Yeah, this one's kind of tricky for me, because I watch a lot of these kinds of movies a lot, and I tend to enjoy myself while watching them, and I kind of felt the same about this one. I The characters are terrible, but the critters really make it for me in this one. It actually inspired me. I was I was at the mall the other day and I was like went to one of the stores and was actually searching out Critters One. So I was like, I'm gonna buy the Critters One. It inspired me. And I guess that that has to say something about this movie that I it, it sold me on the critter concept, which 
is a good thing. Yeah, the the characters are pretty bad. The main people, um, the acting's pretty bad. But there's some music, and I think the critters hold it up just enough for me to make it watchable. So I'm going to give it a watch it. I think it's a fun movie. I think, obviously, probably Critters 1 is better, but not having seen any of the Critters movies except for this one, it did make me curious to watch more Critters, so... This one is a tough one to rate, Terry. I agree. Because all the Critters stuff I loved and was just cracking up whenever they were on screen, because, I mean, <laughs> they're great. But they're not in it enough, I don't think. They spend way too much time with the main cast, who are just not very good. They should just all be, like, caricatures of stereotypes and stuff, and just make it more goofy and have gone all the way with it, I think. And then I think I really would have liked it. But that being said, I do like what we got with this. Um, I I think I'm going to have to go with a pass, though, like Mike did, because the Critters stuff's great, but it's like, you could just watch a super cut of all the Critters on YouTube and you'll be better off than watching the whole movie, I think. Because the main character stuff is just so much of a drag. Slows the movie down, and you're like, just get back to the critters. So I think I'm going to go with the pass, but I do recommend watching the scenes of the critters on YouTube. <laughs> All right. So that's two passes, a burn it, and a watch it. So that rounds out to a pass. I think so, yeah. Critters attack. Run the reel certified as a pass. So that's one recommendation down, I guess. We did it. <laughs> we do listen to requests. Yeah. Even if they come from people we know in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we still have some more requests if we want to keep going on this train. They're not horror related. And we are still in this month of October in the canon of the show. That is true. Do we want to do another horror movie? I mean, by the time this comes out, it's going to be like late November probably, but <laughs> we can do it. I, I think, are we all planning on seeing The Lighthouse? I'd be down to review The Lighthouse. I like the idea of doing The Lighthouse. Works for me. This might be my most anticipated film since like a long time, so <laughs> I'm very excited about this. Me too. I love The Witch, so we'll see. Why don't you spill your beans, TV? I see you dancing with a goal out there. Don't do it. It's bad luck. <laughs> it looks awesome. Old cranky lighthouse keepers, I'm in. You've already sold me. I guess uh, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, send us recommendations, um, you can hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast.gmail.com. Let us know. Have you seen any of the Critters movies? Are they good? Should we watch the first one? Which one's your favorite Critters film? Do you even know what Critters are? <laughs> <laughs> they're at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're at Best Buy. <laughs> Go see them. Go check them out there. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us tonight, everybody. We really appreciate it. This is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.